So Dylan, how'd you how'd you feel when you found out that I was going to Fighter Fest? The, the fact that you decided to book all this stuff, then ask if I could host you, honestly, is everything that that anyone needs to know about your like your f- friendship with people yeah. and also how your brain works. <laughs> your um the air quotes they were there, just letting people know. I, I, yeah. I got- they were. I got a live show out of it. Come on, fuck off. I I listen. I was genuinely impressed. I can't wait to to see to see Mega Ran again and be like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> So welcome to Fight Boys, the show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, the bad boy of podcasting, Scotty Moore! I am the Dylan, and I am tired of you self-aggrandizing. I'm setting up for that Joey Janela rivalry, the two bad boys battling out. I'm the sick boy. (laughs) Blake Tanner. Blake has had NyQuil before the show, which is going to tell you all you need to know about Blake for the rest of the show. I want you to, uh, gentlemen, start your engine. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Yes. Gentlemen. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Oh, here it is. Gentlemen, it is a privilege playing with you. <laughs> okay. As this ship starts to go down slowly. It's already down. We're underwater now. As yeah. we softly, brother. <laughs> Uh, But we don't talk about the Titanic on this podcast. We talk about wrestling. We do. And wrestling, it's happening less and less every week. And it's been replaced with Shane McMahon just talking incessantly. And sweating. Don't forget the sweating. sweating. A lot of sweat. A lot lot of sweat. Man really needs to, man needs to do some cardio. We're getting to the point where I miss Stephanie doing the exact same thing that Shane is doing. Oh, yeah. wait, is he slapping people to emasculate them because they're they're getting more over than him? Um, if you call his little fun, like, glide punches slaps, <laughs> I mean, they kind of are. Well, I mean, the thing with me is, like, I prefer Stephanie because they wouldn't make Stephanie WWE champion. But then this week, like, I'm They made her women's I... champion when she was, like, 22. It's, I don't consider that as much as bad as seeing, like, Shane McMahon possibly WWE champion. And I'm like, oh, it's back to when gender was champion. Okay, we're just gonna do that again. It's gonna be that for a few months. Hell, while we're at it, just bring Triple H back and make him you. Oh, you wait, you did that. You did that once. Yeah. You already did that just to get Roman a big win at Mania that people still didn't cheer for. And see, Hunter doesn't, he still doesn't want to work Tuesdays, so that means that you're just going to have to wildcard Shane again every night. Mm-hmm. Uh. God, the fucking wildcard rule that still makes no sense. Because, like, there were points, there was a point during the show last night where Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens come out, and they were just like, oh, the, they wildcarded over, and I'm like, you can't verb it, you can't make it a verb, <laughs> Kind of have to announce it beforehand to make it worth anything and not a way of being like, the brand split's over, but we don't want to say it. We we just don't want to say it. Speaking of wild cards that are just very sad, very, very, very sad, Ethan Carter III 
basically only exists as a statue at this point. Yes. That but is, that statue is over. He got he got chanted so hard. I really enjoy Seth's new gimmick, which is I'm not really a baby face. I just got a chair and I kinda hit people with it. That's me. I'm Seth Rollins. Nice to hey, meet Ethan, you. Hey Ethan, I'm gonna hurt you now. Yeah. Ethan, Ethan, stop. Chair. Like, there are people it makes sense. Like Elias getting beat down with the chair. That was good, and then like everyone who came out for the fatal five way beating him up. That was a fun segment. You can't take a guy who's definitely over, like EC three, and then beat him up with a steel chair. That's not gonna work at all. It does if you're Vince McMahon and you're trying to jack off in the back. Yeah. <laughs> See that's what that, that's what I was about to say. I feel like Seth had a had a Moxley moment of like no one's gonna boo or cheer him, cheer me for this. They're all gonna boo. And Vince was like, why would they boo? He's a bad guy, right? No one likes him. No, everyone fucking likes him, Vince. Well, we're gonna bury him even further. Yeah. I would like to bring your attention to um, a tweet that he made on June 17th. Oh, yeah. Um, in regards to his... Uh, being weakened at Bernie by the uh, New Day. Oh yeah! That's after a, he was knocked the fuck out, that was and they mid two thousands prime segment right there. Yeah, which it was a very fun segment. I was very happy it happened. Yeah. Um. Although EC tweeted the video and said, "Every time I make you laugh, I suffer more inside." <laughs> Is Can this I- the most favorited tweet from Monday night? His reply. More than likely. Uh, can I also ask, did you? Did anyone watch SmackDown here? No. No. Oh, that tracks. I just want to know how big of a pop Drake Maverick got for winning the 24-7 title. Because I read that and I'm like, yes! This is the best storyline payoff in years! And I saw Becky Lynch win the title at the main event of WrestleMania. I saw the, um, I saw the clip. I don't remember the crowd reaction, but... I did get a good laugh out of it because mm-hmm. he was dressed as Carmella. Yeah, yeah. And he just rolled Truth up, jumped in a car that was not his, and committed Grand Theft Auto <laughs> to keep it. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about stuff that we can talk about with some knowledge. What's everyone's predictions for the G1? Like finalists, semifinalists, stuff like that. Like, I have... No, actually, I have I have t- I have two ideas. It's it's realistically only two people. But, yeah, yeah. But like, so you need to understand, Wrestle Kingdom is two days this year. Oh shit! Yeah. There are two main events. They have enough. Okay. Because like, if you've watched any Wrestle Kingdom, you're just like Jesus Christ. This could have been two fucking pay per views. Like this is like nine matches. So they were just like, you're right, and they're like, we're doing it the third and the and the fourth and i was just like oh my jesus i have to take two days off of work but um so like there's really two front runners in my mind there's naito just so yeah. he can get the wrestle kingdom win that he didn't get but he's got the intercontinental championship now which is like he's throwing me off because i was like are they gonna have a main event one night defending the IC title and then win the world title the next time thus making him the new face of their company yeah, yeah. Or are they going to go with my second second pick, which is Abushi, because they just decided. No, yeah. Yes. They signed Abushi. They signed Abushi to a three year deal. Abushi has never faced Okada. Ooh. Yeah. And they're See, not in the same got... block. No wait. 
No, they are in the same yeah, they block are. this they year. Yeah, they are. So, like, that's a thing where it could be he beats the champion. He's got that going for him. So those are the only two real people that can win. The problem... I would doubt if it came down to Naito and Ibushi in the finals of the G1. Yeah, probably. And then Ibushi wins. Yeah, see, I have Naito winning. I think they're actually going to have Naito main event two separate nights for each of the titles. Oh, fuck. Shit. Okay. Um... Because I don't see Ibushi, I don't see Ibushi getting it. Because it's then it's face versus face. Um, yeah, but then it's it's almost like a young, and he's not young. They're basically the same age. No, he's older than it's... Okada. <laughs> Okada is thirty one. Twelve year old boy. <laughs> yep, it's crazy to think about how young Okada is. No, you need to understand. No, it's crazy to think about how young Jay White is. Oh yeah. Jay White is younger than I am. I'm just like, God, fuck it. But also, the problem with the G1 currently is that, like, so normally they have some, uh, they have some, like, New Japan dads, and they have some people where you're like, oh, like, you're pretty new. Like, like I can guess that you're probably not going to be, like, the, the main guys for it. There are no weak people in this G1. Yeah. To show you how cutthroat this G1 is, they cut Minoru Suzuki from the he's G1. Not happy about no, it. he's not. He's... It's going to be my favorite storyline of of the G1 is him just murdering people every tag match. But like, you don't understand. The person I feel the people that could do the worst in this tournament are Shingo Takage, literal yep. human brick shit house, and Will Ospreay and Jeff Cobb and Juice Robinson. Those are the four weakest. That is a former two-time United States New Japan champion. Uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Cobb, who was, uh, like held the Never Open Weight and the ROH TV title. Will Ospreay, who is a human cat. And Shingo Takagi, <laughs> which, is, which is a brick shithouse. Those are the four weakest people in the G1. Like, mm-hmm. they have fucking like, leaned this shit out. <laughs> yeah, the blocks seem so much smaller this year. Oh, but they're so strong. Yeah, they're so very strong. strong. Yeah, but like that's the my favorite thing about like following all the Twitter account because like I- I'll do stuff on the Fight Boys account where they'll do like Wrestle Fridays where you like it and people follow you and you follow back. So I've been doing that, and that's led to me following so many Marks Mark accounts where they think they're Smarks, but then when you break it down. Oh, no, they're not. And the way I know they are is because I saw one person, and they're like, who do you think is going to win the G1? And everyone I follow was like, John Moxley's going to win it. Moxley's going to win it. Moxley's going to win it. I'm like, yup, no. Moxley's not. Moxley's going to stab someone and get disqualified from the G1. That's what's. That's how they're going to get out of the Moxley performing in America thing, is he stabbed someone in the match, and he's not allowed to perform. That's your that's your audience that was brought over by the fact that Moxley exists in New Japan now, and they're about to be awakened to what happens the fuck over in Japan. Oh, it's gonna yes. it's gonna be glorious. Um, oh, I'm very happy that um they announced Moxley. I'm happy that they announced Kenta. Oh yeah, that's another thing. Kenta is also. Like, probably one of the bottom people. Fucking Kenta. Fucking I murder you with knees. And, like, I am the I am the continuation of Kenta Kobashi's, like, legacy of violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, uh, I, I'm really, I'm hype. I may, I may persuade my uh, my dad who owns our WWE Network account to be like, just for this one month, let's get New Japan World. Let's just do New Japan World instead. Let's just, let's change it up. Let's be bad for a month. Give our money somewhere else. So, so, the, so the thing about that is like, obviously, we're going to do the the Reddit pickums this year, like the ten point. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, I can't co- – like last year I had enough confidence in myself to be like I will put down something. I literally – I'm either going to be in the top 100 or I'm going to be dead fucking last. Like there is no <laughs> – there is no goddamn yeah. middle ground. Granted, I managed to get like – I think I finished just inside like the 200 for best of super juniors. And I fucked that those predictions up royally. So like maybe I have a shot here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, Fighter Fest is getting better with every single week that they announce it. It makes me like the minute I saw the thing and it was like, oh yeah, Chris Daniels and Shima, and then Best Friends versus SCU versus um, Private Party. Private Party. That was the night that I was like, I should talk to Megaran and see if he wants a guest for the show and talk to them for a few. And the minute he was like, we'd love to have you guys on, was the minute I was like, book the flight. If I have to get a hotel, I will. I'm going to this fucking show. If for no other reason than to watch Joey Janela fucking die. And then you manage to buy tickets later than me, but somehow get a better seat, and I can't tell you how upset I am. I was, I laughed so hard, because the night before, because I wanted to get something close to you, so I went and I looked, and uh, you were like, I'm in section 107, so I was like, 106 is close, row E. Oh, that should work. And then you're like, I'm in row triple z i'm i'm in another zip code it's like oh no i'm so sorry the only thing i can think is that there has to be something blocking where you are i mean big old pole (laughs) i was flipping you guys off for the past five minutes and i feel better now okay well that's good i'm I'm happy you got that out of wait why are you mad at me i bought my ticket a month ago i'm not mad at you dylan i just want that to be clear okay uh, the only tangential madness that I feel is just because you're gonna get to guest on Matt Mania and I'm not. Look, but you get you get to go see Orange Cassidy and you get to go see fucking Joey Janela and Mance Warner and you get to see Nick Gage go murder uh-huh. a little fucking tiny boy, a little boy, just a <laughs> child. Um, unless you can get me that guest spot on the Art of Wrestling. <laughs> Listen, Blake, when you're a veteran of the industry, like I am, never gonna, yeah, I want you to I'm know, super I, w- I want you to know, I'm gonna be really tempted during Matt Mania to pull that reference out, so I'm gonna need you to <laughs> stop me. Yeah. Uh, All right, buddy. Uh, by the way, whenever you asked him here and he was like, we'd love to have you guys, what he meant was he would love to have you. I'm pretty sure he doesn't remember Blake and I exist. I think I think he remembers both of you, but Dylan, you were the one that you were the closest to them, so they remember you the most, <laughs> I think. They're like, Oh yeah, you the also, tall one. Yeah. You also talk the most, Dylan, to be fair. <sighs> yeah, I, was, yeah. I was real chatty that day. Uh <laughs> I was a chatty Kathy that day. Friggin' but yeah, no. Fighter Fest is gonna be hopefully the hopefully the event shirt is better you remember the one for last year's scotty yes the worst t-shirt i've ever seen in my life yeah yeah, yeah. it was very very much the worst thing i think i've ever seen in my entire life um but 
I think I've found my new favorite bad thing WWE has ever done. And it's in partnership with Netflix. And it's a movie called The Main Event, which will feature Kofi Kingston, The Miz, Sheamus, and possibly others, including NXT people. And it is a movie about an 11-year-old child who finds a magic mask and enters a competition to become a WWE wrestler. And this is like Mike, the wrestling edition, mm-hmm. and I'm so excited to see how bad it turns out. I really hope it. I really, I really hope it's actually like, uh, oh, Power, uh, like that that series of the Power Rangers where like the 12 year old grew like into the body of an of a uh, of a. Oh. <laughs> and I, I hope like he puts Shazam. on the mask, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you turn it's in an, and it's it's Andrade, but with the mask. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just does. Then he just does lucha things. <laughs> the good. Great lucha Great things. Great things. Oh my god, Keith Lee is in it, and Morrow and Beth Phoenix are in it as NXT announcers. Is Keith Lee about to beat the fuck out of an 11-year-old? Because if so, this is the greatest I really hope he time. does. I really hope he does ground zero on the kid. <laughs> he's just... He's just a young boy! Oh my god, okay. This sounds like some shit me and Blake came up with. It was noted that the original screenplay was revolving around the kid eating magically-powered John Cena cereal. But then they changed it. Because John Holy Cena's... Holy fuck! Because John Cena's not a major part of the company. That's the only reason right. they changed it. And they yeah. and they realized well, they wanted to get over with the Latino market. Well, also... Tell me the kid is white. If... Tell me yeah, well... <laughs> the kid is white as you are. White as the fallen snow. And he, <laughs> and he puts on this lucha mask, and I hope he pray. I pray he just starts speaking Spanish, but like essay Spanish, like, eh, like he speaks cholo Spanish. <laughs> He's a little fucking cholo. He's getting it, baby. Ch- wears, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's he's got a backwards bandana and a white wife beater, and he, on. and he comes out to the ring on a lawnmower. <laughs> He revives the Mexicals for the tournament. It's like they're like he's like the he's like the lost son that returns, and then Hooventude and super fucking, crazy. The fucking big bicycle. He's yeah. going down on it. Yep. They get Tonga Loa back to revive that character. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Yep. It's gonna be the you best. see the ghost of Eddie Guerrero at the top of the ramp giving a thumbs yeah. up. And and Yoda's next to him. Do it. <laughs> And then the kid, if the kid, listen, if the kid doesn't compete in a Dominic's, like, my child on a pole match. No, no, no. It's a who's my dad on a pole match. (laughs) He's fighting for his own dad. Yeah. I think, I think this is a future episode if you paid for this. It comes out and we just all get really drunk and watch the garbage film. Who needs to get drunk? (laughs) How's that, uh, how's that cough syrup treating you, buddy? Oh, Blake's dead. Blake's gone. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, welcome to Just Two Fight, boys. Fantastic, Scotty. It's doing great. I, I did enlist Blake's help to make the show notes, which might have been dangerous, but at one point he just said, this was the most like professional thing he's ever written. He goes, let's talk divisive gimmicks. Orange I'm Cassidy. Sorry. 
Could you? No, I'm sorry. Read it as is. Okay. I still love Orange Cassidy. Let's talk divisive gimmicks. I don't know. Does anyone not like Orange Cassidy? Yeah, the, the internet. The internet did the thing. You know the thing like they did with Becky, and they had to they turn on something because it's been cool for too long, and it becomes mainstream, and so they got a hipster. It. You know that shit. They did that shit. Yeah, I'm starting to see that more in forms, and it's always in the form of, "Am I the only one that doesn't like Orange Cassidy?" Shtick. And I. Ye- you're you not are. going. You're not the only one that doesn't like it, but you're all wrong. I won't say they're wrong. It's some people's cup of tea. It's some people. It's not some people's cup of tea. But for me, I fucking love it. He's probably my favorite wrestler right now. Okay. It's not your wife's cup of tea. I won't say that they're wrong. I won't say that they're wrong. I just will say that they share their cup of tea with Jim Cornette, and that's a very loud cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, my favorite thing I saw this weekend was, and this is going to bleed into what my baby face of the week is, but I watched the um, Please Don't Die Joey Janela documentary, mm-hmm. and at one point he was talking about the bump he took with, I think it was, was it Zandig? Where yeah. he's on top of like a 40 fucking foot oh, yeah. building. Mm-hmm. They jump off the building through light tubes of flaming table and barbed wire. <laughs> Joey cuts his finger open and Zandig breaks his back. And Joey's just sitting there talking about it like, yeah, it was a pretty rough spot. And it was weird because we were on ESPN and like, it was weird because I had some people praising it and then other people. And then it just cut to Jim Cornette being like, these dumb motherfuckers, let me tell you once again, they are not smart just using their talentless asses to jump off of this because they can't make a damn match. <laughs> and they put the <laughs> fucking Cornette face over it. Oh, man, that's good production. It's a really good documentary, too. If you haven't seen it yet, I would su- I'd suggest you watch Please Don't Die, a Joey Janela documentary, because it, it was very well done. Uh, but you know Did what Joey else? Janela do his interviews in front of a, an awkward crowd of about 100 <laughs> people eating breakfast? <laughs> Did he not take his sunglasses off the entire time while he drank bo- like, like, like bar-sized bottles of orange juice and a Red Bull? <laughs> Yeah. And he really wanted a beer. He really wanted... No, no, that was Mance. Mance wanted the beer. Oh, no, jo- Joey also wanted a beer. <laughs> you wanted one real bad. Blake, when we go to that fucking GCW show, we gotta bring Mance Warner a beer. You know that, right? Like, you just, you just chuck him one. You just chuck him a PBR into the crowd. Yeah, yeah, get, yeah. Him a, get him a Mance Wiser. Yeah. My favorite thing about that show is the night before they're doing a show done by Wombat, which is the Invisible Man's promotion, and they just announced match, and it's Joey Janela versus Superstar Bill Dundee, and that's going to be the most buckwild match I'd ever see in my entire life. If I didn't have a baby, I would go the night before just for that. Listen, man. God, listen, that's going to be something. Listen, man. The indies, the indies are hot. I don't know which one they Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But you know what else is hot? Um, the love between the Canellises after they got paid after bitching for months yet still don't have to work. Yeah, baby. And also all of our patrons at patreon.com slash a load of BS, the website where you can support the Fight Boys. You can support the entire BS network. You get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week like that motherfucking piece of shit Gazi. You get access to our exclusive show, You Paid for This, where we watch terrible movies and then commentate over them. We still haven't released our next episode, which means our last one is still the one we did with Dylan, where we watched Radio Rumble and I got so drunk that I woke up dead the next day. 
And then finally, you get access to our Discord and some awesome other stuff like that. If you donate at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Now, boys, who should we... Who should we message this week? I don't know. Who did should, you ever? Who's, did who's you ever? Our... Did you ever message Marco Stunt in a real way? I I don't think in a real way, but I know I tweeted at him. Um, I will say, why not just like message CEO and AEW and be like, hey, how do we get press passes for Fighter Fest? Do it. Okay. Uh, well, Dylan, would you like to phrase it? Because you're the best. At, you're the most well spoken of all of us. That's terrible. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. A hey at um, at CEO at Fighter Fest or at AEW. Yo, at at Jabaley. Yeah, sure. Throw him in there too. <coughs> uh, we're uh, we're guesting on uh, Mega Rand's podcast during a CEO. Uh, can we get press passes? Yeah. How do we get press passes? Please and thank you. Please and thank you. Hashtag Fighter Fest. <laughs> For Fighter Fest, we're kind of a big deal, <laughs> which is how, the hey, biggest hey, lie. Hey, you know how you said I I was the I was the the best at writing thing. That means you should just do exactly what I say for once. <laughs> you got too professional for me. Right, right, right. We have to do that every once in a while so people don't think we're fucking tools. <laughs> yeah, but look at us. Hashtag Jabali Watch. Hashtag RT and follow. Take that last oh, one Oh, there we go. God damn you. Everyone uh, go retweet and follow that shit. Make sure that they know. They know they need to get us them press passes so we can go meet famous wrestlers. You realize if we had done it my way, we actually would have had a chance. Nah, it's fine. Look, if I've learned anything, especially from Golden Crisp, the greatest cereal on the planet... You just fuck about with people on Twitter, and eventually they'll be so annoyed they give in to your demands. It's kind of like a hostage situation, really. We, but, we uh, spent before... two years harassing Chuck Taylor and got nothing. Your your theory doesn't hold water. Yeah, but Chuck Taylor's different because he's a fucking asshole. But, uh, for yeah, now, and now CEO before... and AEW think we're assholes. <laughs> But for now, before we get into our heels and faces of the week, we gotta do predictions for a pay-per-view that will be just the absolute shits. Stomping ground! Oh, that's this week? And it's this week, dude. Imagine imagine me being like, okay, cool, I can just chill out at home all this week, and then finding out, oh, you have to make an entire wrestling pay-per-view by this weekend. It's kind of the worst. So, let's see. We got only nine matches. <laughs> Oh my god, yes! I'm very hyped for this, but I don't think what I want to happen will happen. What are the, what's the Daniel current standings? Bron- the current... Oh, dude, I've got no idea. I haven't looked in a while. I think you're still slightly in the lead. Okay. On, on accident. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus Heavy Machinery for the SmackDown Tag Team title. I uh, choose the champions of the planet. Planet's champions, baby. It has to be champions of the planet, as much as I do love heavy machinery. Uh, Tony Nese versus Akira Tozawa versus Drew Gulag for the Cruiserweight Championship. Nice. Yeah. Are we gonna, is this just going to be an all-champions show? Oh, I've already looked at some of the big matches, and I'm like, no, th- there's not going to be... So that means one of the championships is going to change hands, and I'm not going to be happy, but I'm not going to say it's... An... It's not going to be... It's Nice. 
Yeah, niece. Um, oh, man, but I'd love old Gulag to get it, but I'll stick with niece. Uh, New Day versus KO and Sami Zayn, who are back together randomly. Um, KO and Sami Zayn, right? Because, yeah. like, the other Yeah, two, they've got to, like... they got to get some of that They've got to do something. Yeah. yeah. Um... Also, for those of you who are listeners and don't watch us on YouTube, you don't get to enjoy the fact that Blake is slowly dying in his chair. At one point, I'm fairly sure he fell asleep. By the way. And then as we started doing I, predictions, he woke up in a panic and then was just like, oh, the champions of the world. It's the champions of the world. It was during your fucking guest watch segment because I don't do anything during hey, it. It's my nap time. Scotty. Did, did have you ever heard the the story of that Cody hates Drew Gulag? No. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently they were both in an event and like Gulag like said something, but uh like just pissed Cody off and he's just like he has this fucking like grizzled veteran gimmick like what the fuck have you ever done? And I'm just running him down. He's like he's permanently on my shit list. And I was like, oh my god, <laughs> amazing. That reminds me, during the Janela documentary, it was when uh, KO was Universal Champion, <laughs> and Janela just pulls up his phone, he goes, look at that, that's the WWE Champion, and I expected them to, like, zoom in and, like, like he was following him, or he said something about one of his matches, no, it zooms in and Kevin had blocked him on Twitter, <laughs> he's like, I don't know what I did, uh, Samoa Joe versus Ricochet for the United States Championship. Uh, insert Godzilla roar here. <laughs> yes. Um, burr, burr. Something's got to change, and I'm going to say Ricochet. Sure. I want to say Rick, Ricochet. Because essentially it's, oh, our big flippy dude <laughs> just got injured. Let's put the other flippy dude with the title now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Kofi versus Dolph for the title in a match that no one asked for. Kofi. I do think that they'll be able to put on a good match. I think uh, it's Kofi. It's Kofi. Yeah, triple Kofi. Uh, Rollins versus Corbin, to be determined, a special referee. Rollins. I'd love, and I'd also equally hate if Brock Lesnar was the referee. I feel like I feel like they're going to do a Brock Lesnar as the ref thing. It's going to be. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be Paul Heyman. Oh, that's good. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say Rollins retains it. Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans for the Raw Women's title in a match Becky. that I have... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dylan, Stop. Like, I'm not even going to let you get the fucking sentence out. It's Becky. Yeah, Bex. Blake, from within your slumber, what do you think? No, I already said it, and you know. Oh, okay. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre in a WrestleMania rematch. Drew? Nothing will change. Roman will win. It's Roman. Uh, no, so I'm going to go Drew because Roman lost to Shane McMahon, and at that point, you, I just lose respect for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. That was Roman. Um, win okay. Um, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss for the Women's Championship of SmackDown. Bliss. They have her back. They're going to put the belt on her just like they did before. She's marketable. She has, like, Nikki Cross with her now, so, like, they can fucking use and abuse that. There's no reason not to. They gave Bill, they gave Bailey her moment. Now that moment has passed. She's Zack Ryder. Well, yeah, they're gonna, they're doing what, with Bailey what they did when Becky won the inaugural SmackDown Championship. Why don't I give it a bliss? 
I'm gonna say Miss Bailey has got it cool. I was really afraid we were going to agree on the entire pay-per-view, and this would be the most anticlimactic one yet. But yeah, I'm gonna say Bailey. I yeah. I applaud your optimism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, up next, let's go on to heels and faces of the week. And I want to start with my baby face just because I've already talked about it a little bit, but it's Kenny Johnson, the like wrestling documentary guy. Mm -hmm. I sat down this weekend and just watched like a shit ton of his documentaries. They're all phenomenal. He did. He did a uh, lot of stuff for Evolve there for a bit too. Yeah. I watched the one he did with uh, Chuck Taylor as Dustin and that was hilarious. But my, my favorite one he did was recent and it was with MJF. And it was less documentary and more like a mockumentary of he went to MJF's supposed house and the whole time MJF is, it's a heel acting like a person in a documentary would. So he's walking around his house just being like, that's a picture of me with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin because, you know, the, it was a childhood hero because I'm just like you guys, you know, right? Come on, man. And like the quote, of, the quote of the entire documentary is he sits down and looks and he's like, I'm a guy. I, I do stuff, you know, just like you, just like you guys. It was so good the way he did that whole thing. So, yeah, check out Kenny Johnson's documentaries if you ever oh, – the one he did with um, – Candice and Gargano mm-hmm. as like a wrestling love couple. Yep. That was fantastic. <clears throat> um, Blake, before you pass out, would you like to <laughs> would you like to give us your baby face of the week? My baby face of the week is actually Tony Khan, big man. Um, I listened to his pod or to the podcast that uh, Steve Austin did with him, and it was really nice just listening to uh, Tony Khan just talk about wrestling. Yeah, because. Uh, as Austin mentioned in his podcast, Tony Khan is very good with numbers and he's got a very good memory and like he knows shit about wrestling that happened, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. He's like, oh yeah, this, this match I loved. This was what, who was in the match. This is who went yeah. over. Or it's like, oh, you're talking about that match that's kind of obscure. Yeah, I remember that one. It was between this person and this person. Yeah, this person went over. And it's like, it shows that he's such a fan that I'm like, I'm very happy that you're a fan of the business and you don't want to change it to be something you want to be that's not wrestling. Yeah. I love being that kind of wrestling mind because like, if I forget something, it makes me so mad. Like earlier today, I was just sitting, no, it was last night I was watching SmackDown and the whole time I was staring at the screen going, when Shane McMahon turned heel? And I forgot it, and the whole time I was just like full on Rain Man, like letters were and numbers passing in front of my face as I was going, "What happened? What happened? What happened?" Ah, oh, McMiz, that's what did it. Uh, so Dylan, baby face of the week. Uh, Mega Ran for taking <laughs> time from his. Yeah. You need to understand. You told me that, and I thought you were fucking with me. Because I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, he was like, yeah, we're gonna be. Mega Rand wants us on his on his podcast. You get off work, and I was like, hold on, like Mega Rand isn't that famous, but he is several tiers above our no name asses. Like, yeah, why is he? There are actually gonna be people at his like his live show. My favorite part about it was the fact that it was almost like a delayed reaction because I told you like, oh yeah, Matt Mania wants us to guest on, but hey, if you can't take off work, that's fine. You're like, I could take like a half day. And then we talked for like a few more minutes and then <laughs> you just went like, wait, you tell me I'm going to fucking see Mega Ran again? 
are you fucking with me? And I'm like, no, buddy, we're good. You're like, wait, what? It was the bit where you told me because because then the, the thought of it was like, hold on, no, wait, he he wants to he wants to see like Scotty because I know you guys talked, and I was just like, well, no, then he would have just invited Scotty. Like, why the fuck does Mega Rand want to meet me again? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then on to heels. My heel of the week is Shane fucking McMahon. I'm sorry. It's just he's it's a sweaty rough. boy. He's <laughs> he's a sweaty boy. And Sweat dad. And it went Shane. from bad to worse. Because, like, when Triple H, Triple H was in the same position Shane was in a few years back. But Sh- Triple H is, like, an imposing fucking figure. And when he talks, you listen. When Shane McMahon talks, you don't want to listen and you change the channel. It's a When ru- Shane talks, he sweats. He sweats out of every orifice he has, and then the minute they're like, oh yeah, we may make him WWE champion. I was over the hill. I was done on Shane McMahon. I hated it. I was so done. Uh, Blake, who did you hate this week? Is it your uh, Is it your cough for forcing you to get so drunk Close. on cough medicine? It's my body. My body. Um, the fact that my body just decided to fail me and make me so sick. Yeah. To the point where, like, over the last few days, I've not wanted to do anything but sleep. Yeah. So I haven't even kept up with wrestling, like, to the bare minimum that I normally do. I'm, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry that you're dead. I heard Captain Tibbs had a pretty rough cough, too, so I bet he's gonna have, he's gonna be having some good times during JWF tonight. And, yeah. And then finally, Dylan, who do you hate? Um, <clears throat> I, I hate Gato for making my life harder yeah. for this fucking tournament yeah. and for leaving out Suz- Minoru Suzuki. Now, granted, I found out that apparently, like, Minoru Suzuki is way more injured than anybody thinks. Like, he can't take, like, a flat back bump. Oh, fuck. Oof. That's not good. And, like, that's part of the reason why he's not doing it. But, like, it's Minoru Suzuki. Like. You can't have a Juwan without him. Yeah, no, he's he's, like. I was like, "Do you you robbed me of Suzuki versus John Moxley? That was one of the lone. That was one of the greatest things I was looking forward to during that tournament. Other than Moxley versus Naito, which I get, which is going to be amazing. It's gonna be fantastic. All of the matches for for the G one with Moxley are like dream matches. I think that's how Gato booked it. Is he was like, "Who's gonna be in B block with Moxley? Well, let's put in Naito. Let's put in Juice." Let's put in this person. Let's put in Chica- uh, Shingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just pop in everybody who Moxley would have a fantastic match with, and then we're going to do it. I, need, I was going to um, say, I need to recheck if Kenta is in that block. I th- no, Kenta's in the other block. I get to see fucking Kenta versus uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kenta versus Okada, which oh, is... Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to get to see Kenta versus Ibushi. Fuck yes. <laughs> I love it. This was the rest of the show is just Dylan realizing slowly all of the matches he gets to see during the G1. He's like, wait, Jay White versus this guy. And then Tanahashi versus him. Oh my God. What the fuck? This is amazing. I get to see Kenta versus Will Ospreay. We get to see Kenta (laughs) versus Will. This summer, two men save the world. From who you ask? Everything invading Robo. Penises. This show is not about those two men. <laughs> this show's just a load of BS. The show where Blake Tanner 
and Scotty Moore make up dumbass movies like that. We're your personal think tank. We're your two white guys, which fills the quota for a <laughs> podcast, I think. And we're just going to be here to have a good time and talk about sauerkraut. That's right. Except no substitutes, ladies and gentlemen, because this is that pure, uncut P.S. <laughs> good, good, uncut. Well, boys, we've talked about New Japan. We've talked about all elite wrestling, WWE, stomping grounds. But there's another pay-per-view this weekend, and I think it may outdo stomping grounds. And it is, of course, JWF Toe Jam. It's going to have some amazing matches. But in order to find out what happens before that, we're going to have to go to the JWF with Captain Tibbs and Silver Spoon. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by the man who's been a little bit under the weather, but he's always over. It's Captain Tibbs. Sills, I'd never miss this for the world. I don't care how sick I am. I'm flying on a cloud. That's right, Tibbs, and we are going- drugs. All right, Tibbs. And we are moving on to the greatest pay-per-view JWF's ever seen, Toe Jam, coming this Sunday. It's hard to promote this. I'm not going to lie, Tibbs. Why do we end up calling it Toe Jam? Because I love Toe Jam and Earl. All right, Tibbs. Well, we are moving on to Toe Jam this Sunday. We've got some amazing matches. The Dylan facing off against Momoa Curry for the JWF Championship. And speaking of championships, Tibbs, we are going to see the BS take on the team of Scott Moore and Guy Fieri, the Snack Daddies. And in recent weeks, Tibbs, this has almost become a family rivalry as Scotty Moore has had some choice words for his father. What do you think? I think it's finally time to settle these disputes in the ring. And just, just let us, let this father-son problem work itself out with punches. That's right, Tibbs, but heading to our ring right now are the BS, the JWF Tag Team Champions, Blake Tanner, and of course, Mr. Cash in the bag, Scotty Moore. Let's hear what they gotta say. So, um, this is the go-home show, right? The the big show before the pay-per-view that encourages everybody in the audience that you need to tune in this Sunday to the Fight Boys YouTube channel to see JWF Toe Jam. And that's why I'm sure all of you are expecting one thing out of this, right? Me and Blake, we're going to come down to the ring, we're going to run our mouths, and then the snack daddies are going to come out and attack us. It's formulaic, it's what happens every single go-home show, right? But... I'm sorry, that's not what's happening here tonight. Because, Blake, listen, I know you're going to have my back this Sunday. Me and you, we are going to work as a team. It is a tag team match overall, but as far as I'm concerned, the real issue in this match is between me and my dad. So, Dad, feel free to come out to this ring. I'm not going to attack you. I'm not going to fight. I'll I'll tie my hands behind my back if I gotta, because all I want to do is look you in your eyes and explain to you exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing this Sunday. So if you... Oh my God, Tibbs! From out of nowhere, Guy Fieri, one half of the Snack Daddies, attacking Scotty from behind, but Blake Tanner immediately cutting him off, beating him down to the mat. This is horrifying! I didn't expect Guy Fieri to come in with such a shot like that. 
It's raining down snack attacks. That's right. Scott Moore running out for the save. But, ooh, a massive super kick from his son puts him down. Blake Tanner taking out Guy Fieri with the Blake out. Scotty now, oh, my God, Tibbs, he's got the wrist tape. He's tying up his father in the ropes. This is horrifying. Oh, but wait a minute. Scotty backing up. And a big super kick to his father's skull. Guy Fieri helpless on the outside. And then a super kick from Blake Tanner. And a tandem super kick from both of them. And, and Tibbs, what's going on right now? I, I don't know. It looks like the BS have had a plan all along. That's right. And Scotty Moore does not look happy with his father. Let's hear what he's got to say. Look, what did I tell you? Look, you dumb motherfucker. Fucker, what did I just tell you? I said I just wanted to talk. No fights, no attacks, no nothing. I want to talk to my father. I, too, I. So that's what we're going to do. You're going to look me in my eyes when I'm talking to you. We are going to sit here and you are going to listen to me. Explain why I have to do what I have to do this Sunday. Because you see, this Sunday, I have to do something that you never did. I have to give my child someone worth looking up to. I have to give her someone to be proud of because I never had that. I never had someone who was willing to fight for themselves. Someone who was proud of themselves. Not someone who followed their dreams. I had a coward who stood back and watched as their son was forced to learn how to be a man on their own. Forced to learn how to fight for themselves. You know something, Dad? You would be so great if you would learn just to fight for yourself for once in your fucking life. But you can't. Because if I've learned anything through my years of knowing you, it's one thing, and it's that you are a coward. So this Sunday, when I step in this ring, it's for one reason and one reason only. It's to prove that our family legacy begins with me. Tibbs, strong words from Scotty Moore, a strong show of emotion from Mr. Cash in the back. And look, as a man who has fought with his son before, how do you react to this? You know, Silva, so, uh, I don't understand what kind of daddy Scott Moore was, but I don't think any kind of daddy deserves that. That's right, Tibbs. It was a horrifying display from the BS, and I'm honestly afraid to see what they bring to the table this Sunday at Toe Jam as they face off. But of course, Tibbs, let's talk about another wrestler that you are a huge fan of. The man known as the Hammer Man, who last week was violently assaulted by Mojo Gruff and Honey Pot. I mean, Tibbs, how did you react to that? It was very sad, Silva. I couldn't believe that someone would hurt one of my favorite people in the world, the Hammer Man. Someone would, like Mojo Gruff would do something that only just shows the depths of the depravity that he sunk down to after becoming a disciple of Honeypot. That's right, Tibbs. And who knows, because of that, we now have our final match set for Toe Jam as the Hammer Man is going to face off 
against Mojo Gruff with the captain's championship on the line. I mean, we know there's all of this stuff going on with the master of Mojo Gruff with all of this different stuff going on, but the important thing to think about, the Hammerman could be champion this Sunday, Tips. I love that idea, Sills. I love it as much as I love a big old tub of marmalade right now. All right, yep, Tip. That, that entire bottle of cough syrup's gone, huh? All right, well, you know something? Mojo Gruff backstage, he had a little bit of a different thought about this match. Let's have a listen. My master came to me, and he spoke to me of five souls. Five souls that must be destroyed in order for him to rise once again. He told me of the man with no face, the man with no identity, the man who would rush forward into battle, wielding his hammer high. My master told me that this would be the toughest battle of my campaign of darkness, that the man with no face would not relent until he stood victorious, but my master tells me to stay strong, to use everything that he has provided me to burn the man with no face to the ground, and I shall obey him. We are La Flambeau. We are the fire that will consume the JWF and leave the battlefield barren and destroyed, only to be remade in my master's, my master's beautiful image. So, before this Sunday comes, I must apologize to the Hammerman. I must apologize for what I must do to him. I, I need to let you know, Hammerman, I am eternally grateful for allowing me to be in this competition against you and I can only pray that I can only pray that you will be grateful for the beating that I will bestow upon you this Sunday because I cannot disappoint my master I cannot end this here Hammerman I am sorry but you must be sacrificed in the name of love. Tibbs, what in the world's he talking about? La Flambeau is speaking some other language. What's going on? Still, if I was in a better place right now, I might remember what that tongue is, but I'll have to pull the books out, research it. And... Do you think he's talking to the Hammer Man? I think I finally figured it out. I think he said ham. Yeah, he said Hammer Man a few times, Tibbs. I think that's who he's fighting. Can only confirm it. All right, well, good. All right, Tibbs. So it looks like, looks like every single match this Sunday is going to be a championship match because, in addition to the tag team match, in addition to that captain's championship match, we've got a match for the JWF World Heavyweight Champion as the Dylan takes on Momoa Curry and Tibbs. Let's not forget these two have a huge history behind them. I mean, the Dylan once retired Momoa Curry in the ring. He stole the JWF championship from him. These two, I mean, it's like water and oil. They don't mix. You know, Sills, between these two, there's enough big dick kick energy and big dick energy and dick fin energy that they could tear a hole in the multiverse. The Dylan and Momoa Curry are always going to be 
rivals, opponents. And they're always going to put on the best matches. That's right, Tibbs. And Momoa Curry's in our ring right now. And I've heard that he actually has some big news regarding his match this Sunday. Let's have a listen. So, last week, I told the Dylan that I still had a lot to prove against him and against myself, and that's true. Because as much as I hate to admit it, as much as I hate to look in that mirror and say it, I've never been able to defeat the Dylan in this ring. He's beaten me. He's broken me. He's put me at a point where I thought I could never come back to wrestling ever again. But despite all of that, I still stand here today proudly as your JWF champion. So you know something, Dylan? This Sunday... I don't want to face you once. I don't want to face you twice. No, no, no. I want to face you two out of three falls. I want to see which of us is truly the best. I want to go to war against you. And we will see at the end of the night who comes out victorious. Because when I... Uh, Tibbs! It's the music of the Dylan. The Dylan coming out to the ring. And let me tell you something... I've never seen a more confident Dylan in the past year. What do you think? He's ready to punch a dick into orbit. That's right. Let's hear what the what the D's got to say. So you're you're really hedging your bets on this one, aren't you, Momoa? You're really, really showing your hand. So you're so worried about the fact that history will obviously repeat itself that I will get victory that you're gonna try and hedge your bets that you can survive and get another two falls. Is that what it is? You think that maybe your godly strength, your ring veteran awareness, when you think you can get two quick pins over me, maybe I'll tire myself out from beating your ass so long that I get winded? Is that what it is? Because let me tell you something. It doesn't matter how many times I have to beat you in one night. It'll just be a continuation of my glory. You think you can outlast me? You think you can beat me down more than this last year already has? And you have another thing coming, old man. See, at the end of the night, one of us will be victorious. My road to the highest point of my career, the top of the mountain will come to an end when I stand over you 2-0 and once again J-W-F champion well Tibbs, the Dylan certainly seems confident, let me tell you something I know we've said he's had some unearned confidence in the past but this is earned confidence, he's not wrong, he's beaten Momoa every single time they've stepped in the ring and at this point we may see the champion lose not once, but twice this weekend. Do you, do you think this was a smart move? You know, if this were the Dylan, I'd sell, tell him to be careful about overconfidence, but that was a pretty, pretty confident walk he did. I don't know, feeling good about it. That's right, Tim. But I guess in order to find out what happens between them, what happens between our JWF Tag Champions and the Snack Daddies, what happens, you're going to have to tune in this Sunday to JWF Toe Jam on the official Fight Boys YouTube channel, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure to check that out. In order to see what happens next, you're going to have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night War. So, boys, it's been one hell of an episode. What would you learn this week? 
I learned that Megaran uh, apparently likes awkward white people on his podcast. <laughs> Blake? I learned that my soul likes to leave my body after I talk about how sweaty Shane McMahon is. And I learned that Yes, you... that's what caused it. <laughs> and I learned you never give... You never give Captain Tibbs cough syrup. Just never give it to him. Uh, so where can the where can the people find you on the internet, y'all? Blake A. Tanner, Twitter. Uh, Dick and Stormy. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S C O T T Y E M O. Buy all the books on Amazon, the Quizzle Corp trilogy, BS versus the Gods. Check that out. Check out all the other shows online at a load of pure BS dot com, ladies and gentlemen. Remember to support us, whether by picking up some merch, either for the Fight Boys or for the JWF at merch dot com. Donate to the Patreon. But if you can't do that, we understand. Just leave us a review on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're gonna have some great stuff coming out over there. And as always, you can find us at a load of pure BS dot com. Step up to the merch table at merch.loadofprbs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Chuck Taylor, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life! <laughs>